Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey. All right. So as you guys know, we were doing the three-part series. Well, I said it was a four-part series on why no one is buying your services, but it was actually a three-part series. I don't know if I can't read or what, but I definitely only have three parts. So that series is over. And Now it's time for us to shift gears and talk about something else. So today I wanted to come in and talk about how you can protect your space as an entrepreneur. And when I say your space, I'm talking about your energy. Like how can you protect you as an entrepreneur, right? And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because people don't mean to, but a lot of times people will take from you until they can't take anymore, right? And this is in all areas of our life, but especially in business. Like it happens a lot in business and it makes us sometimes hard to find friends in the space, to find community in the space because it's not as collaborative as people may make it seem, right? It's not as community over competition, you know, as everybody makes it seem. You know, it's more like I'm going to get what I can get from you. And when I can't get any more, then okay, you know, and lately I've been learning a lot more about my own personal boundaries, but also helping other people establish their own boundaries so they can protect their space and their energy. And one thing that has actually helped me do this is learning about human design. So I'm not going to go too deep into human design at all with you guys today because it's just it's a lot to go through. But with human design, I've really learned more about understanding how people work and their energy. And I've been doing like a few psychology courses and just I've been doing a different a lot of different things just to learn more about people so that I can honor other people's space, but also so I can teach people how to honor mine. Right. And how to have, you know, how to set my own boundaries, but also enforce boundaries, right? Because it's one thing to say that we have boundaries. It's another thing entirely to enforce the boundaries, right? And so as you grow, you'll start to see it, right? You'll start to see how people will not, I hate to say use you, but how people will maybe gravitate towards you and take what they can from you until they can't take anymore. And it's not intentional, right? A lot of times it's not intentional. It's just, if you allow people to take, they're going to take, right? I used to say this thing all the time and it's like, you know, what you, what you allow thrives, right? What you allow grows. So if you allow someone to keep doing something or treat you a certain type of way, it's going to grow, right? It's going to continue in that direction. My parents used to tell me all the time, you know, how you start your marriage is how your marriage will always go. And I never forgot that lesson, right? And it, it made me do a lot of things that a lot of people think aren't traditional 
for marriages. And people think it's like, that's kind of crazy, you know? But like, I started my marriage in such a way intentionally so that we could grow together, not so that we started these things that now four years later, five years later, 20 years later, we're not going to be able to keep up with, right? And so it's the same in our businesses, right? How you start your business, how you start your relationships with people in the online space, like that's like that's setting the tone, that's setting the precedent for how they'll continue to treat you. And it doesn't mean that you can't go back and establish boundaries later, right? You can establish a boundary at any time. There's never a time that it's like, oh, you can't establish this boundary. No, but why not be more proactive about protecting our space and our energy as an entrepreneur, right? So how can you protect your space? I have a few things that I just wanted to share, some things that I've been doing lately. One, being honest and having hard conversations. So I don't have a ton of business besties. I have a few business besties, but I'm very honest with all of them. And I've had to have some tough conversations with people like, listen, I don't do FaceTime. Stop FaceTiming me. Don't call me. Like, (laughs) don't call me without warning. You know what I'm saying? If you call me without warning, I'm not going to answer. And I'm not going to text you back either to apologize. Like, I'm not going to give you an excuse. I just, I'm not going to answer, right? That's a hard boundary for me. And that's me protecting my space. Because at the end of the day, as much as I love my business besties, you know, like I'm not available 24-7 you know, at a beck and call. Now I do have a few friends that, you know, they can FaceTime me and it's like, whatever, you know, but I don't do that for everybody. And I'm honest with people about that. Like the people that know they can call me, they know they can call me. (laughs) And I, and I tell them, right. Because I'm very honest and I have those conversations with them. So, you know, the number one way that I have found to protect my space is by always being honest and not backing down or shying away from a hard conversation. And this has meant that I've actually had to let go of a couple of friendships, right? Because I realized after being honest and after having a hard conversation, nothing was really going to change. But also, I didn't feel like continuing on with the relationship, right? And that's okay too, right? It's okay to decide like, hey, you know, I actually, after talking, you know, talking this through and, you know, whatever, I've actually decided that I need to move in a different direction. That's fine too, right? Because everybody can't go where God has taken us, right? We can't take everybody. We're not supposed to take everybody, you know? So you can protect your space by being honest, having those hard conversations and not apologizing about it, right? No apologies, okay? No apologies. That's another thing. No apologies. You don't have to apologize for setting a boundary, for being honest about your feelings, right? Now, I'm not saying be mean, you know what I'm saying? Be rude, be nasty, you know, snap on someone in the hard conversation. I'm not saying that at all. If you come to somebody with love and you're honest and you share your feelings, don't apologize for that, right? If it's a misunderstanding, it's a misunderstanding. And, you know, honestly, I have misunderstandings with people all the time and I never apologize for how I felt because at the end of the day, whether it was a misunderstanding or not, I felt how I felt, right? That didn't change just because it was a misunderstanding. In the moment, I felt how I felt. So I don't apologize for the feeling, you know, but I will acknowledge and there will be some kind of resolution on the misunderstanding and how we can better and more effectively communicate, right? That's a hard conversation to have with people, especially in the online space. It's a hard conversation to have with a business bestie, you know what I'm saying? But if you are truly business besties, you can have those conversations, right? I have a business bestie that just recently, she had been saying some things that were negative. And I just said like, hey, babe, I don't have the capacity to listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't tolerate you talking like this around me. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. If you want to talk to me, you can't talk to me using 
mm-hmm. you know, down talking yourself or being negative about yourself or whatever. You know, now if, it, if it's a certain situation, you want to vent about that. That's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But we're not finna sit up here and beat up on ourselves. That's not happening. You know, I was honest and that was a hard conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it really was. It was hard to say, like, listen, I don't have the energy or the room to throw this pity party with you. But I don't. You know, and that's the truth. Day number two, how you can protect your space and your energy is to talk about money. Oh, my gosh. In the online space, if you're not making $10,000 a month, nobody wants to talk about money. If you're making over $10,000 a month, people still don't want to talk about money. And it's like, bro, when are we going to talk about money? When are we going to talk about the dollars and cents? When are we going to talk about the fact that you can make all this money and it not show up in your bank account? And you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, literally, that's that's an experience I just recently had where I made all this money and I was like, where is it? Because it's not in my bank account, you know? But it's like, because we don't have these conversations about money, we always stay ignorant to what's possible, what's available, what we can do, what the what resources are out there, right? How we can get tax breaks, right? <laughs> because we don't talk about money. Like all that stuff happens, right? As a result of us being quiet and being shamed about money. But the truth of the matter is, whether you're making $100 or $100,000, it does not matter. You should be having conversations about money with your friends, with your industry peers, with whoever, right? That's why somebody asked me questions about pricing, my pricing specifically, I tell the truth. I know a lot of people try to hide their pricing or they try to hide, you know, different things about their money. I don't hide it because my thing is, if you know how much I'm charging, that'll help you charge a fair amount instead of you sitting here working for beans and wondering why you burnt out, right? We have to do better at talking about money. And I'm not saying you got to tell everybody how much you make. I mean, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before about how I'm no longer going to share my income, right? Like I'm no longer going to say like, this is how much I made, you know, because I used to do that, but I'm not, I'm not sharing that anymore. And that's okay, right? Because it's not something that everybody needs to know. But if you have friends, right? Industry, you know, business besties, industry friends, people that you collaborate with, you know, people that are close to you, that you would consider your business circle. Have those conversations about money. Talk about tax season, right? Talk about what you write off on your taxes. Talk about how much you charge for different things, how much you made in your last launch. Have those open and transparent conversations about money. And the reason why this is something that I'm listing on protecting your space and your energy as an entrepreneur is because a lot of times our energy is drained by money. It's drained by not getting enough of it, feeling cheated out of it, feeling exploited, feeling taken advantage of, right? A lot of our issues stem around money. And something else that I've noticed is like in the speaking circles or in, you know, like if you're doing like speaking events and stuff like that, or if you're doing like masterminds and co-coaching and stuff, people don't talk about money and you find, and this is just something that I have found to be a hundred percent true. I have found that as a black woman, I'm paid less than my white counterparts. That has been my very real lived experience. And I had to, if I didn't talk about money, I would have never known. But I don't shy away from talking about money. I ask people how much they make. <laughs> I mean, I just recently asked inside of my, um, I'm in a little mastermind group and I asked, I said, hey, how much money are y'all making? Like, what's the real amount? You know, because we're supposed to be a close, tight knit circle, you know, and when you don't have these conversations, you find yourself on the outside of the income goals that you could have. Or, you know, you find yourself being capped by maybe an intentional bias, maybe an unintentional bias, right? 
So we have to have more money conversations so that you know what's actually on the table. So that's one way you can protect your energy, protect your peace. Another thing, say no without giving the option of coming back to it in the future. Honey, you see this all the time. No is a complete sentence, but it really is a complete sentence. Something that I've been terrible at previously is I would say, you know, oh, well, not right now. Well, not right now opens the door for people to ask in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you know, a couple of days, whatever, right? It gives people the opportunity to come back. To protect your space as an entrepreneur, you have to say no and don't give the option to come back. This is with anybody. This is even with clients. I've had clients who I've had to say, no, I will not work with you and you can't come back. You know, that's a tough conversation. It's a very tough conversation to say, no, I'm not going to work with you, you know, or this is the end of our relationship. And if and when they come back, having to tell them like, no, my no was no forever, you know? And so now I've even gotten better at articulating up front if my no means don't come back and ask, right? And it's really important that we are loving when we say no, but also firm when we say no, okay? So protect your space by giving your no and letting that be firm, letting it be, letting the no be what it is. And if you wanna give an explanation, you can. But at the end of the day, the explanation shouldn't open the door to someone being able to ask again in the future. If the answer is no, the answer is no. And that's it. And to be honest, you don't have to explain yourself. That's that's another thing I've done to protect my peace and to protect my space as an entrepreneur. I don't explain myself, right? Which for some people is rude, right? For some people is like, wow, really? But for me, explaining myself leads me down a path of wanting to people please, right? Of wanting to figure out how we can make this work, right? No, I just got to say no, flat out, let it be what it is. You know, I think I shared with you guys about like a nightmare client that I had. Actually, it was a nightmare potential client. And I was going to explain myself to them. And then I just decided like, no, I'm not going to explain why I don't want to work with you. I just don't want to work with you because it's my business. It's my choice. I can choose who I work with, right? And I'm going to explain that. It is what it is. You know, and I'm not booked. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I'm booked up. None of that. No. If the answer is no, let it be no. Thing number four. Well, I think I passed four. I think I've been doing like little ones in between. But another way you can protect your space is by not being passive aggressive. Oof. This is like one of my biggest problems, especially as like a recovering people pleaser. Being passive aggressive, you know, and Instead of like, like, just like with the whole no thing, instead of saying no fully, I'll say like, well, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I'll try to like twist something together or, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be upset, you know, and I'll really just have like a strong reaction or strong emotion to something that somebody did to me. And instead of, you know, handling it head on, you know, I kind of give the whole conversation a runaround or worse, I'll like flip it on myself as if it's my fault. Ugh passive aggressive, you know, really just allowing things to go in a direction that it shouldn't go in. And so I want to encourage you, if you are upset, if you're having a feeling, if you're experiencing a feeling, don't hide it, right? That's what passive aggression is, right? It's basically you hiding your violence. So you're choosing violence. You are angry. You are some type of way, but you're choosing to hide it. You're choosing to make a joke about it. You're choosing to, you know, per, you know, what is it like per my last email, you're, you're choosing to do that 
and try to sound political instead of just saying, hey, you're crossing a boundary with me and this is not, I'm not going to tolerate that. You know, if someone's talking, like I remember I went to a wedding one time and um, I was shooting the wedding and the groomsmen were, you know, basically like, they weren't saying like slurs at me or anything, but they were definitely kind of speaking derogatory towards me. And I stopped right there and I was like, listen, I will not be able to proceed if this continues, if this behavior continues. If you'd like me to continue with this wedding day, we're going to have to stop and adjust how you're speaking to me. Now, I could have been passive aggressive, right? I could have been like, oh, you know, I could have laughed it off and been like, you know, your mama or something. You know, I mean, that's not really passive aggressive, but, you know, I could have did something small, right? And I could have been just angry and silence, but I wasn't, right? In an effort to not be passive aggressive. It's very important to protect your space. Don't be passive aggressive, which leads me to setting boundaries around communicating with you, right? So this is usually geared towards clients, but it can be also geared towards your business besties and friends, right? Setting boundaries about how you're going to communicate with me. So my clients, they know they communicate with me via email. Some of my clients, they know they have me in Voxer. Some people know they need to communicate in Slack, right? But setting those boundaries so that you know how to communicate with people, but also so that you can turn it off, right? So I communicate with my clients in a way that if I want to, I can turn it off. I can delete it. I can do whatever I need to do so that there's a boundary. And I do the same thing with my friends, right? So I have some friends who, like I said, they can FaceTime me, right? But I have most friends, 90% of my friends, 95% of my friends, they can't call me. They can't FaceTime me, right? You got to basically set an appointment and get on the phone with me, you know? And it's not because I feel like I'm important or special or anything, although I am, but it's because talking on the phone gives me anxiety. <laughs> like it really, especially when I don't know what I'm expecting. I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. Like, I don't know what's going on. That gives me anxiety, right? And also I save my phone calls for my family. Like my family, I prioritize. And so if I'm on the phone with a friend and then my family calls, like, you know, that awkward moment where you're like, oh, hold on some other line. And then it's like, you got to decide who you're going to go back and hang up on. But it's just like, I don't want to do all that. The phone is from a family, period. You know, setting boundaries around how people communicate with you. That's a super important way to protect your space and to protect your energy as an entrepreneur, right? Because again, our businesses, a lot of times, especially as CEOs, especially as, you know, solopreneurs, or we have small teams. Our business bleeds into our life at times. And so it's important that we set those boundaries for communication so that with our clients, we can turn that off if we need to, right? You can turn off Slack. You can mute Voxer. You know, you can not check your email, right? You can turn those things off so that you can have a little bit of a boundary and a little bit of free space mentally to know that like, you know what, if there's anything that comes up, I'll deal with it on Monday or deal with it whenever the next day is that I'm dealing with it. But setting those boundaries around communication with you and being really clear about that. So I'm really clear about like my office hours. So like even I'm just thinking about now, I know there's an email in my inbox right now from somebody who's a client and they sent it, I think Saturday morning. It is currently Sunday afternoon. I haven't opened it, you know, because for me, it was outside of business hours, right? And if I respond to that, outside of business hours, that's teaching them that they can expect a response from me at any time, which is not what we want to do, right? That that doesn't protect our space. It doesn't protect our energy and it doesn't really uphold the boundaries that we set for ourselves. So if you have office hours, stick to them. I used to have a, um, a graphic designer who used to like email me at like two in the morning and, and, and like, she was on like a, like a vacation with her husband 
And so she was supposed to be off. Like she had told me that she was out of the office and then she was still emailing me. And I was just like, listen, do not email me until you get off vacation. Do not email me outside of your business hours. And that's how we can not only protect our space, but help people around us protect their spaces, right? It's important, especially as the CEO, that we understand the people that work with us and we understand what kind of person they are. We understand what their boundaries are. So even if they don't enforce it, we can help them enforce it, right? And that just makes them love you even more because it's like, dang, Kay's not trying to take advantage of me. She really wants the best for me. She really wants me to be able to have this business and my life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what is work-life balance, right? But it is nice to know as a contractor, employee or whatever, that the CEO of the company cares enough about me and my mental health that they're not just running over my boundaries. I actually have a current client now who she is a mental health professional or she started out as a mental health professional, I should say. And I love working with her so much because she always reminds me that my mental health is the most important thing to her when it comes to her business and comes to supporting her. It makes you just feel so valued and it makes you want to, sh- or it makes me want to show up even more for her business and support her even more fully because I know that she's taking care of me on all areas, you know? And this is like, she's the kind of client that I want to continue attracting, right? People who honor my space, protect my energy, and who allow me to set those boundaries, even if it changes, right? Even if it changes at some time. And that's what we want to get to, but we have to set those boundaries about about ourselves first, right? We have to set our boundaries. We have to, you know, tell people how to communicate with us, all that stuff, right? So we've talked about a lot. Last thing I want to say, or last like little point I want to make about protecting your space and your energy is refund people and cancel contracts that don't serve you. Now, uh, canceling contracts is a whole situation, right? I'm not going to lie. Canceling contracts, it's a whole situation. So make sure your legal stuff checks out for that. I will put a link in the description to the legal service that I use. I do get an affiliate for it, but it's bomb.com. Like it really, it has saved my butt when it comes to having to cancel a contract. But if someone is toxic, stressing you out, you know, causing you to have to work outside your office hours. I mean, yes, we, we work outside office hours. Let's be honest. All of us do it. But if they're causing you to lose sleep, like you... You can't do anything right. There's always a revision. There's always this. There's always that. There's always a problem. There's always something. Refund them their money and cancel the contract. And that can be so hard, right? Especially when you almost feel like you need the money. But this is what I'm going to say about that. You never need someone's money when they are stepping on your boundaries. When they are overstepping your boundaries, you never need that client. I can promise you, I can guarantee you that. Because as soon as you let that dead weight go, baby, it's like the Lord himself just drops down the exact people you need. And sometimes like that's the true test of your faith, right? The true test of your faith in your business. It's like, if I refund this client and let this client go, You know, do I trust that God is going to bring the people that I need to work with or the people that I can fully serve without the stress and the heartache and the headache? And sometimes refunding a contract or canceling a contract, it doesn't mean that you were a bad service provider and that they're a terrible client, right? Like it doesn't have to be that bad. It's just that they're not a good fit for you, right? Because I've had plenty of clients who they weren't a good fit for me, 
but I referred them to someone else and it's been a dream, right? It's just our personalities didn't match or, you know, they were looking for someone who wants to bend over backwards and twerk on the wall. And I'm just not going to do that. Like that's above me, right? So it doesn't always mean that it's a bad person or, you know, anything. It just means that, hey, this, at this time, this client, you know, provider relationship, it's not serving me. And I'm not able to fully serve you because of that. And that's okay to say, and it's okay to be honest about that and refund them, cancel the contract, move on with your life. You know what I'm saying? Again, I want to make the disclaimer though, with canceling contracts, you just want to make sure that all that stuff is like really solid that you actually have. I actually have clauses in my contracts that allow me to cancel the contract. And it also allows them to cancel the contract at a certain point as well. So just make sure all that stuff like legally is straight because you just don't want to end up in any kind of problems with that. And I will link the law firm. They have law offices nationwide. So you'll be able to find someone that could serve you. But I'll link that in the show notes as well so that you can kind of make sure all that's situated and good. But after you have a conversation with your lawyer, girl, cancel that contract, give them their money back if you have to. I've had instances where I didn't have to refund the money because the service was already done. It was just more so I wouldn't continue with the service the following month, right? So for those of us that have retainer clients, we know that each month they're paying us. So it's like at the end of the month, I wouldn't refund them. Or sorry, if they, like, let's say they paid for this month and it's currently the end of the month, I wouldn't refund them because I already did the work that month. But for the next month, you know, that's when the contract would end. So a lawyer can help you figure all that out. Like that's a lot for me to figure out, but yes. I'm saying all this to say, and I'm having this conversation because the truth is that you have to teach people how to treat you. This is in any area of your life, but especially as an entrepreneur, you have to teach people how to treat you, okay? Entrepreneurship can be so lonely. Like we all know this. We all know entrepreneurship can be lonely. I really try hard to make the Becoming CEO community as inclusive and warm and welcoming and just a place of like collaboration and friendship and community and I really just try to make this space like what it can be so that you can find safety and so that you can find a friend. By the end of the day, we know how lonely entrepreneurship is. We know how hard it is to make deep friendships, right? Because sometimes you make a friend and it just intentionally or unintentionally, people just use the the relationship the wrong way, right? Or something happens and it's just, things just go left, right? Here's the thing. There are people who... I have in my life who they're amazing. They never drain my energy. Just bomb.com. It's just beautiful, you know? But there's also people that I have to keep setting boundaries with. And that's okay too. It doesn't mean they shouldn't be my friend. It just means that I have to be proactive and intentional about protecting my space as an entrepreneur and protecting my space as a woman, protecting my energy as a human being, right? Because at the end of the day, if K ain't okay, nothing is going to fall into place, right? I'm gonna be stressed out at home. I'm gonna be stressed out with my parents, with everybody, you know, just anybody in life. And it's not worth it, right? So we have to be proactive about protecting our energy. And we also have to be proactive about teaching people how to treat us in all areas of our life. So I know this was like more geared towards business and like, you know, I use business like examples, but I really think that you can apply most of this to your everyday life, right? To your everyday life, you can apply this. So I want to encourage you today to protect your energy and protect your peace right? If you are looking for community, if you're looking for a space where you can find safety, where you can find community, where you can look for, you know, where you know that your boundaries are going to be honored, but also upheld, right? Like, cause I'm a stickler about boundaries, baby. Then I invite you to join the Becoming CEO Society. I don't know if I'm gonna change the name of this, but as you guys know, I don't open the doors to this membership often, 
but I have decided to open the doors one last time for this year. And I've added on a very unique thing called lifetime membership. And this lifetime membership, the reason why it's so interesting, but also so just profound is that one thing I know for certain is that in the online space, a lot of times you join these programs and, you know, maybe for whatever reason you couldn't keep up, maybe for whatever reason you couldn't join the program live or whatever. And now you lose out on access to having a coach and having support and having help. Right. And while yes, you know, having boundaries around time frame and how long a program is, is protecting people's energy and their space. I also think that sometimes it can be doing a disservice to the clients, right? So to the actual people that are purchasing and investing. And so as a way to just create more space for people, but also to give people, at least my clients, if you join, (laughs) more options and more support, I've decided to create a lifetime membership option so that you pay this, this price, you know, and you can break it up over the course of however many months you want to break it up over. But you pay this price and now you always have access to ask a question if you need to ask a question, to get support if you need to get support, to refine your boundaries if you need to refine your boundaries, to talk through how to handle a situation so that you're not passive aggressive, right? And that's really what the Becoming CEO Society is about. It's about making the decision to choose you, making the decision to create a thriving and successful business. Without the stress, without the overwhelm, without, you know, twerking on the side of the walls or whatever, right? Without having to do all the extra and all the things, but also to have that support for things that may not seem as business related, but they actually are, right? Sometimes we'd be having life drama going on and there's no safe space to talk about it or to even get advice or feedback on how to deal with something like this. And that's what the society does. So if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, I mean, you know, I'm I'm definitely very heavy on the marketing, very heavy on the sales, very heavy on the making money, right? Because y'all know I love me some money. But I'm also really, really intentional about your energetic capacity, your boundaries, you know, how you are creating a business that is fulfilling and adds value to your actual life. So if this is something that sounds like you're interested in, Look in the show notes below. You'll see the link to it. It should be mrskh.com forward slash, I think, BCEO Society. Gotta double check, but I'm pretty sure it's BCEO Society. But I would love to have you in there. Like I said, this is the last time I'm gonna open the doors for it for this year. So if you are in, I would love to have you. And I just wanna thank you. I think I do this every episode, but I really do wanna thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. It does not go like unappreciated whenever I see like more downloads and when I see that our podcast is ranking like in certain countries and when I, you know, get occasional DMs from people that are listening to the show, I'm always shocked at like what you guys do and just like how my podcast has been able to make an impact on your life. And I just want you to know that it never goes unnoticed and I'm so appreciative and I just enjoy having conversations with you guys, whether it's via email, whether it's on social media, whatever. I just really appreciate the time that you give me, because I know this is time, right? This is time that you've chosen to give to me and I couldn't be more grateful. So until next time, I'll talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. 
take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.